TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Oh, once again in our uh, search for ratings, uh, good morning. We're Last week we were talking the comprehensive planning. This week we're talking housing. I'm sorry, it's, that's, that's just us pandering to the audience here again. Good morning. My guests this morning are Jim Hoy. He's the ex- executive director. Is that the title? Yes. Of the McKeesport Housing Corporation and also Angelia Christina, who is the assistant director, correct? No, I'm the program coordinator. Program coordinator. And you're also, I believe, the fair housing officer now for the city of McKeesport. Yes, I am. So thank you so, both so very much for coming in. Tell me, first of all, what is, let's talk housing. What's the McKeesport Housing Corporation? Well, the McKeesport Housing Corporation is a uh, 501c3 nonprofit organization. Uh, our mission is the sustainability and development of the housing stock in the city of McKeesport. Um, the housing corporation was formed in 1985, so we're now, as of April, 29 years young. So coming up on the 30th anniversary here. That's true. What does that mean, sustainability of the housing stock? We had uh, A.J. Tedesco and some folks in here last week, and we were talking about the fact that there is a lot of older, this city's more than 200 years old, there's a lot of old houses in this McKeesport area. Well, the, since 1985, uh, McKeesport Housing Corporation has managed a... Uh, owner-occupied rehab program um, in which uh, low-to-moderate-income homeowners can receive funding uh, to make the necessary home repairs. Um, so these are people who live in their houses? Yeah, Maybe have yes. lived in their house for, for, for their whole life, maybe? Yes, correct. Okay. Um, to date, we've managed nearly 800 projects, owner-occupied rehab projects, uh, uh, totaling over $13 million. Wow. So somebody has a house, and, and what sort of rehab would be funded? Roof repairs, handicapped yeah. accessibility? What The funding that we have, Jason, uh, it's rehab and not remodeling. That's the one okay. thing that we have to keep in mind. So you're, keep not putting, in you're not putting in a jacuzzi for someone. Right, correct. Okay. Um, but what we do is, you know, the, what we try to focus on is the big ticket items, the roofs, the windows, the doors, the things that people find it difficult to afford um we're safety also, right in part well safety security um we ensure ensure that the home is code compliant upon completion and free from the hazards of, of lead-based paint um that's what we're required to do where does the funding come from um well we've over the years the funding has come from many sources but the bulk of the funding for the uh, owner-occupied rehab program has been federally funded at least at origination, um, we use uh, home funds, and there have been CDBG funds which come through the city of McKeesport. Those are community development, what people who block grants. Right. Okay. That's it comes from the federal government, and I guess the Allegheny County administers it down to the municipalities? Not in our case. Oh, okay. Um, in McKeesport's case, McKeesport is an entitlement community. Okay. They get their CDBG funds directly. Uh, the The home funds... Uh, McKeesport's part of a consortia with Allegheny County and Penn Hills. Um, so those are administered by Allegheny County. So someone calls the housing corporation and they have an older, they live in the city of McKeesport and they have an older house and 
uh, the roof is failing, or someone has had an accident and they're in a wheelchair or they're on a walker and they need, a, need an accessibility ramp or something. So, so what do they do then? They call the housing corporation and then is this a grant? Is it a loan? How does it work? Depends on the situation. Well, yeah. Um, the owner-occupied rehab program, um, everything comes in the form of a mortgage, whether you pay it back or not. Okay. Um, the home money comes 0% deferred for an affordability period. It's either 5 or 10 years. It uh, depends on the amount of the loan. Um, when you reach that affordability period, in other words, you stay, you continue to live in that house. It, it remains your primary residence for 5 or 10 years, then becomes a grant uh, and can be forgiven and we satisfy the mortgage. But there are other funding sources that are are installment loans that people are required to pay back. But I'm assuming the interest on this is a lot lower than if you were trying to borrow this on a credit card or trying to borrow this from the bank. Well, I mean, there are qualifications you have to meet. Yeah. But I would say that as far as I know, that the housing corporation has never rejected an applicant um, in the 29-year history of the organization. What's the phone number? Our phone number is area code 412-664-7003. You have a website? Yes, it's mckhousingcorp.org. We're talking this morning with Jim Mahai of the McKeesport Housing Corporation and Angelia Christina. And, Angelia, you've been, you've been very quiet over there. We're going to get to you in a couple of minutes because we're going to talk about some of the hazard abatement, particularly the lead paint uh, abatement uh, issues uh, that a lot of people face with older houses. How do there, there's some confusion, and, and I know Jim, we've talked before, and this is a source of frustration for you. How does the MHC, the McKeesport Housing Corporation, differ from the Housing Authority, for instance? Yeah, completely different. Yeah, entities. we're we're not nearly alike at all. Okay. <laughs> and and when when the Housing Corporation was formed in '85. Um, maybe the choice of name for the organization wasn't the best because there is a lot of confusion. Uh, we receive a lot of calls from people trying to reach. Who are renting housing from the housing authority. Yes, okay. or looking for an application from the housing authority. Sure. And believe me, I know their number off by heart. Well, <laughs> well, we'll have them in, in a, maybe in a couple of months, and they can, they can talk to see if they've received any of your phone calls. What um, you've talked about some of the services that uh, McKeesport Housing Corporation offers. Do any of those reach out beyond the borders of the city? Well, we have. Um, yeah, we have in the past. Um, you know, prior to my time with the Housing Corporation, um, they contracted with the Cog to manage a sidewalk program, um, which stretched into surrounding communities. Uh, a few years back, uh, we were able to. Uh, contract with a an organization in Ohio that had uh, LEAP funds, which were, uh, LEAP funds was, it stood for Lead Elimination Action Program. Um, we were able to bring some of those funds from uh, Ohio into this area, um, specifically into McKeesport, Duquesne, and Clareton. Uh, so we have um, done work outside the city, but our main focus has always been the city of McKeesport. 
What are some of the housing needs? We, we talked about some of these older houses, and this is where I'm going to bring you in, Angelia. Um, what are some of we we have houses in this area, and I looked at the census figures not that long ago uh, for what the average age of the housing stock is in in the city of McKeesport and in the surrounding areas, and in many cases it's creeping up around seventy, eighty years old. Uh, what are some of the needs that come in with these older houses? The older houses um, generally are not conducive or useful necessarily to somebody that may have a disability. Um, we have a lot of sort of hills and steps. Those sorts of things, the older housing stock uh, with lead-based paint and other environmental factors, asbestos, um, mold, mildew, uh, indoor air quality is worse generally than outdoor air quality. So we try to look at all those things. Um, we do have a little bit of an affordable housing issue, um, especially for families. Surprisingly enough, we don't have that many, say, four-bedroom units yeah. um, where a larger family may be able to live and still be able to afford to live there. Uh, so we do have a little bit of an affordable housing issue. So despite the fact that we think that the median house prices around here are very low, and in fact Pittsburgh is, is below average in the country and McKeesport is below the Pittsburgh average, um, some of those houses, they may be very inexpensive, but they're not what people need the, now if they have either have small children or they're older. And we... You know, there are and have been your twenty-five to $40,000 houses that are generally for sale in the city. And I was told by a mortgage broker that the problem with that is lenders don't just want to lend 25000 or $40,000. Yeah. Um, so if a family found a house in that price range and all things being equal, met all the qualifications to get a mortgage, mortgage lenders sort of shy away from lending that low amount of money. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in like 30 seconds. Our guests this morning here on Radio 81 WEDO and TubeCityOnline.com are Jim Hawhey and Angelia Christina from the McKeesport Housing Corporation. We're talking about housing issues in the city and what MHC is doing to help improve them. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, WMCK.FM and com. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger at gmail.com. And we're back on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, WMCK.FM, the new sound of the Mon Valley. This is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Good morning. Thanks so much for listening. We are talking this morning with Jim Hawley and Angelia Christina of the McKeesport Housing Corporation. They are a nonprofit agency which helps owner-occupied homes, uh, well, helps the owners of people who live in their own homes. Is that a better way to put that? Uh, That's probably right. Uh, That's probably right. Okay. And uh, give us your phone number again. 
It's 412-664-7003. And your website is? mckhousingcorp.org. Don't put me on the spot like that. Oh, gee whiz. I know. It's, you haven't had any coffee yet. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk a little bit. We were talking before we took the quick break there about the fact that we have all these houses that are for sale, but number one, sometimes, Angelia, you said that banks don't want to loan money for a house that's only worth $25,000. And number two, some of these houses have some fairly serious issues. They're old houses, and they're not made for a wheelchair, for instance. Yeah, and unfortunately... Sometimes um, folks are so excited about being able to own a house that they buy a house for maybe five or ten or fifteen thousand dollars, and then they get in there and they have no concept of what it takes to actually own a home. First-time home buyers really should attend a first-time home buyer training. You've, you've, uh, MHC has run. That's something that we haven't didn't talk about there before the break. MHC has run some first-time home buyer training. Is there another one of those coming up? There's nothing scheduled. But if you, they check out but your if, website. Yeah, if somebody um, you know needs some credit counseling or is, is looking for a mortgage broker, we can certainly help them with that. So we have these older houses, but MHC in the not-too-distant past has helped develop some new housing. And, Jim, I think you were a, a part of some of those projects. Yes, that's true. Uh, over the years, I would say that the, the new housing developed through um, – or at least in part by MHC, uh, it is in the neighborhood of 50 homes that have been constructed. Um, anybody familiar with town would be uh, familiar with the old Menzie Dairy site uh, where Riverview Estates was uh, established and uh, I believe it was 26 new homes were built on that site. Uh, we also uh, had partnered with... And those uh, are owner Occupied, so these are people who are buying are, yes. their houses. They're all owner occupied, so these are not rentals. And 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 right. people in the Mon Valley, a lot of times, they get they get their back up about rental housing. These are people buying their homes. Yes, and you know it, it's important. Um, and and actually, the the funding that we had uh, would dictate that whether yeah. we wanted to do it or not. Right. But that that's our goal. We it was home ownership. It was it was not investment. Uh, construction but it is investment Uh, it is people investing in the community right it's people investing in the community i mean they're they're paying their real estate taxes uh they're they're becoming good citizens you know it's something to be they have something to be proud of they have a brand new home to be proud of um we also partnered um with mckeesport neighborhood initiative a few years back um on the project on the old reservoir site and there were three uh, scattered site houses built there in that same area the, the reservoir site's not too far away from the new uh, elementary school up there on the hill no it's not it's a few blocks yeah. away and and, it, and that's a few blocks away from the old menzie dairy site yeah. so that that general area in the seventh ward um there's in the last 15 20 years has been uh, quite a bit of new housing development um there's also the, we've also been involved in a few other um, scattered site constructions. Scattered site means that, that, means that there's that only one house on a block or, or one or two houses correct, on a block. Correct. Okay. It, it, not a uh, one new, whole new neighborhood, yes. Um, now, you've lived here your whole life, correct? That's true. Uh, so are people surprised when you tell them that they're, you're, you're building new houses in the city of McCaseport? And new nice houses, too. Those houses up in the reservoir site were somewhere in the neighborhood of, what, $140,000 homes? Well... 
actually a little bit more than that. Okay. Um, but they're split level with garages, as I recall correctly. Most of them. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, you know, nice three-bedroom yeah. homes. Uh, they uh, the, actually a little bit more than that $140,000 yeah. number. Okay. But, um, you know, we were able to, to put together funding packages for the buyers that made them affordable because these buyers also had to qualify low-moderate income. So uh, there were grants and um, deferred payment loans that were put together in the financing package to make them affordable for first-time home buyers. Anything in the in the near future, or uh, is MHC looking for opportunities to develop more new housing in the future? Uh, we we are. Um, we have uh, preliminarily started on a a plan for. Um, some property that we do own at the present time, um, maybe putting a little bit different twist on on things, but uh, we're really in the preliminary stages. We've just started discussing it, so there's nothing nothing really nothing to we report. can announce here. No yeah. no news we're going to break, but so uh, we can't even say what what our idea is. But this would be again. This would be owner owner occupied. It would be owner occupied. Um, but what. What we'd like to do, Jason, is we'd like to develop four um, no-step entry, single-family homes, um, specifically geared towards disabled, disabled veterans. veterans. Yeah, um, and you know that's a you know a segment of our population that, that maybe needs a little bit of help. Well, with the with the uh, military actions that we've had in Iraq and Afghanistan over the last ten years, uh, sadly enough, we've got a lot of uh, what they call wounded warriors. Coming home, and um, maybe they're coming home to McKeesport, White Oak area, and they're looking for someplace that's accessible. Well, we've we've actually just completed rehabs for for two um, disabled veterans um, that are current homeowners in in the city, um, and we were able to help them out with the necessary accessibility needs um, and the in the in the other home repairs that they needed, but. And, you know, we'd like to we'd like to do a little bit more for that segment of our population. We're talking with Jim Hawley and Angelia Christina of the McKeesport Housing Corporation this morning about some of the programs that they are offering for homeowners in the city of McKeesport. I'm going to put Angelia on the spot after we take another break, and we're going to talk about this hazard abatement, in particular lead paint and uh, I guess lead plumbing as well. So stay tuned. The exciting world of lead paint in your home. What did the Simpsons say? Delicious but deadly. Yes. Coming up right after this break. <laughs> You're listening to Radio 81, WEDO 1550, WZUM, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation, celebrating 36 years of supporting community health programs and services for you and your family. The foundation works with UPMC McKeesport as well as through the Mon River Fleet Partnerships in Braddock, Clareton, Duquesne, and McKeesport. If you would like to make a donation to the McKeesport Hospital Foundation or find out more about it, visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter 
at Tube City Online. And we're back for a final few minutes here with Jim Hawley and Angelia Christina from the McKeesport Housing Corporation. We're talking housing, and I made the joke uh, before we took that quick break. Uh, lead paint, delicious but deadly, was a uh, a bit on the Simpsons one time. You, you, you were Angelia, you were saying off the air that the Romans sweetened their wine with lead. Yes, they used lead acetate to, to sweeten their wine, and there are some people that believe that that's kind of one of the reasons why Rome did what Rome did and fell. Fell. Yeah. Uh, so Everybody was poisoned. What lead? You know, I'm 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 old enough to remember when unleaded gasoline was like a thing. Like, like, oh, do you want the lead leaded gasoline or do you want lead free? Um, there was a lot of lead in 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 our everyday lives here until uh, maybe 40 years ago or so. What what happened? Why can't I get leaded gasoline anymore? Why can't I get lead paint anymore? Um, you can still get leaded gasoline for certain situations for airplanes and, i think yeah. yeah and lead paint yeah also um for certain situations why don't i want to do that though you don't want to do that because it causes things um such as it, in adults who are normally exposed by breathing it in it's it, a lot of times it's a construction you're doing a home construction project and you're banging around and you're breathing that in it can cause um heart problems sexual dysfunction stomach upset um Cognitive impairments, so brain damage that can actually cause. And, and that is more prevalent in children who um, usually are poisoned by ingestion. So if they don't sell this stuff to the general public anymore, how are people still getting exposed to it in like older houses? 90% of our housing stock was built before 1978. And that's when they stopped making lead yes, paint for the general for public. for residential use. Yeah. Um, many paint companies in the ni- mid-1950s started to voluntarily regulate. That's when it all started. Um, they started to voluntarily regulate the amount of lead. They so put this is paint. not really a new thing, then. This it is goes not. back to the it 50s. They knew that this was hazardous. And there is still a minuscule amount of lead in all paint. It, it's just not enough to present a hazard to anybody. So the, the 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 paint, as it gets old, and sometimes, you know, you wipe your hand on an old windowsill, and it's kind of the paint chalk that's the comes lead, off. That's the lead acetate that, that that's the Romans chalking used. Out? Yes, it's called chalking, and that's the lead acetate that the Romans used to sweeten their wine and other things that they needed to sweeten. So it's that easy to pick that up. It it's, is. It, it you, is. You, know, it's, it, you, you get this lead paint dust in the air, you're drilling or you're sawing, but also just sometimes when the, it's just coming out. Children are generally poisoned by ingestion, which means they're playing, they're going about their normal things, and, and they focus on children under the age of six for lead poisoning generally. Because everything goes in their mouth. Because everything goes in their mouth, and they may or may not necessarily wash their hands after they've been playing, um, and it's lead dust that poisons children, and you know, a child that may be um, on the lower economic scale is generally um, more susceptible to lead poisoning. I have been in houses um, in the 10s and 20s, 1910s, 1920s, people that had money, they would spend tremendous amounts of money on the best lead paint that they could get. <laughs> and and okay. the more lead that sure. was in the paint, the, the, better. the better the paint was. Um, so I've been in, in giant houses, mansions, um, Edinburgh University's president's house loaded with lead-based paint, but it's a mansion. They have people to clean that. Yeah, Never a problem with those children. Other houses maybe. A little bit of lead-based paint, and it's on the outside, but those children get poisoned because they're, they're playing in the dirt. Because like they're kids playing do. in the dirt, and and maybe the parents don't necessarily have the best cleaning skills, or they're overwhelmed or something. So, so what what do you do then when, when you go into a house and, and someone says, hey, this house was built in 1920, and we think, you know, I'm getting this chalk dust, or maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just, I'm hearing an interview like this, and I'm like, oh, do, what, what, what do we do? 
Well, I will point out that, you know, if children um, maybe don't have the best diet and, you know, they're missing nutrients and minerals, your body cannot tell the difference between lead and other minerals like it. Um, So in those cases, those children, it only takes enough lead, like the size of a grain of salt, to poison a child who may be vitamin deficient. So what, what, what do you do? All of the housing corporation's projects are approached holistically. So we go in. Um, all the houses are different. All the people are different. We test everyone for lead-based paint. We're required to do that by the federal government. But we also look for other environmental issues, um, such as asbestos, such as mold, mildew. Um, and, and we try to make sure that we make that the safest house all around. Um, lead testing is done by dust wipes, and that tests the amount of lead in the dust. And paint is tested. You can do paint chip samples, but I've been doing this for 10 years and have never done a paint chip sample except for in training. Um, It is tested by X-ray fluorescence, um, which is is sort of kind of like a phaser gun. And basically, um, it has a super excited radioactive molecule inside that reacts Uh a certain way when it comes in contact with lead paint. And it will tell you on the screen, positive or negative. And then what do you do? You find out you've got lead paint in your house. What do you do? Well, it depends on... Lots of people can have lead-based paint and never have an issue. It depends on the condition of the paint. Okay. If it's in poor condition, chipping, peeling, chalking, alligatoring, or you're going to do something to it, i.e. Drill through it. Yeah, drill. Cut it. Yeah. Take a wall out, something like that. um, That's where you get your major hazards. And I'll also point out that lead, even in its tiniest dust-like form, is still heavy. So generally, it falls out of the air close by where it's created rather than asbestos, which is very light and will float around. Float around. Um, that's why you know you always find a lot of lead dust on old window sills and window troughs. Baseboards, mm-hmm. where kids, exactly where, where it, kids are playing. Yeah, where, it can, where they're pushing their cars around. Where it can lay, yeah. exactly. Okay. And, and so what, is, what can the housing corporation do for someone who thinks they have a lead paint problem? Besides coming in and helping we, test them. We can certainly test for it. Um, and you can refer them to a contractor, too, I would assume. Well, as part of our, if they're in our um, program, if they've applied for a rehab through us, uh, we will um, not necessarily completely abate the house and take all the lead-based paint out. Uh, I like to say very frequently, there's no such thing as lead-free. Generally, you can always find it. Um, but as part of our process, we will make it lead-safe. And then at least the homeowner is aware that they, they do have lead paint. And if they're going to do something to an area that's stable now or something happens like the roof leaks and a ceiling is positive and that roof fails and the ceiling fails, then they may have an issue. And we can certainly point them in the right direction, even if they're not in our program. We only have about two minutes left, uh, believe it or not. Um, and I want to touch very briefly on fair housing issues because, Angela, I believe you are also right now the fair housing Compliance officer for the city, correct? I am the fair housing officer for the city of McKeesport. What does that mean? What is a fair housing issue? Fair housing issues are um, when a entity or another person discriminates against one of the protected classes uh, in relation to anything that's related to housing. So that's could be race, could be gender, it's, could be age. Yeah, it's race, color, um, religion, and creed, national origin, ancestry, ethnicity. Uh, familial status, disability, gender, um, age, which is over 40 in the mm-hmm. state of Pennsylvania. And Allegheny County is uh, protects against discrimination because of your sexual orientation or gender identity. So somebody who goes to rent a property or buy a property, 
and um, they think they've been discriminated against. They think the the owner or the landlord or whomever it is has told them, "No, I I can't rent this to you. I'm not gonna, or I'm not going to sell this house to you." That becomes a fair housing that issue. That is a fair housing issue. Yes, okay. and it's in its most blatant form. Okay, and um, there may be more subtle forms too, but we're since we're running out of time here, we're not going to talk about we're this. We're not going to talk about this. Uh, w- what do they do then? They they call you. They can certainly call me. Um, and usually, my first step is to attempt to work with a landlord. Um, you know, let them. My primary role for the city of McKeesport is education and outreach, which is teaching um, citizens, administration. Um, making them aware of their obligations and responsibilities. And also, um, you know, if something happens, I want to be there to try to put people together and and sort of do some conciliation. Uh, And I am in contact with the enforcement agency. So if it gets to the, if education outreach doesn't work, we have enforcement policies. Jim, we've got 20 seconds left. Uh, Give me your website address once again and your telephone number. Our phone number is 412-664-7003, and our website is mckhousingcorp.org. And those are the information that you need if you live in the city of McKeesport and you have an owner-occupied house, meaning you live in your own home and you uh, maybe need some help with rehab or uh, safety issues. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated, WEDO Radio, 810 Incorporated, or those of AM Guys LLC, WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online.